Okay, we're gonna start with a bit of, a bit of vibes anyway. So big tune by Doe called When I Pray. Listen man, big tune still anyway, so yeah, watch this man. When I pray, let's stay in this mode, you know. Carrying all of the world on my shoulders and it's getting too heavy for me. And y'all know I ain't no Hercules. Life moves on, stuff breaks down, people fall off. Gotta find a way to get over. Gotta find a way to get through, break through, heal you. Struggles they last, and as time passes, it's been one thing after the other. Oh, I don't always know the right way. No, I don't always know what to say. But all I know is something happens when I pray. I know I can get through. Which way to go? I feel so alone. Life is so, so cold. Oh, I'm not very eloquent in speech. I don't always know how to sound holy when I speak. Papa told me something happened. When I pray, I
Just a challenge to myself, man. Pray, and I will stick with the prayer, with the prayer vibe, man. Before we get into our first interview. Corinne Hawthorne, tracks called "Pray." Keeping it simple like that, brethren. Trying to weather the storm Trust me when I say I've been there before I, 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 I. I had days when it didn't seem fair He said the load was never too much to bear Things I had to go through So I could better know you Cause when I know I can't do it on my own You're the one that I am leaning on All things work together for the good And if you say Now I know even when it's all good, you still need to pray The Lord hears you when you pray And He responds when you pray Lord, all I can do is 
easy mix there. Charlie Nash, breathe. Anybody knows about Midlife Crisis? Boy, I definitely do anyway. So Crash.com. Well, Alan Charles is going to do playing that. So watch his space, guys. Coming up on my Edge interview. It'll be on YouTube straight after the show. Searching for the play, I've spoken to, to people who, who have told I've, pastors have told me, pastors, respectable pastors have said to me, Yeah, but Alan Strina, when 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 the kids left, I struggled to have a conversation with my wife. Mm. Or, you know what I'm saying? 
it, it was difficult because back then everything centered around you know what i mean the, the kids the house whatever whatever the business of life as it were now it's just me and you baby like it was back in the day when, when, when we were dating but because we didn't fully you know what i mean kept everything you know what i mean on, on like, hot and warm and stuff you know because we we we, we allowed life to muddy the waters as, as it were mm. it's like now we, we haven't like start over again affinity extra be extra Yeah, 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 my people. This is Roger Moore here on Affinity X Way to celebrate gospel music of Black Origin. I'm here talking talking about on the Edge show. As you know, you listen to the Edge, and I talk about from uh, all elements of creativity, from the uh, especially from a black perspective. This is how we do it. We are not afraid about talking about the black issues from a Christian perspective, that, uh, and uh, which is not out there, guys. We don't talk about it from a Christian perspective. We just let everybody else chat about it, and we just pretend that nothing happens out there on the streets. But things do happen in our lives, and we need to talk from our cultural perspective. And I'm here today talking to a crew, a team, a, a um, sorry, because I'm not really into the, um, um, to theatre too much. I don't know what the crew is. Yeah, he's a crew. Yeah, yeah. The crew. Cast. Uh, the cast. That's it. You can tell I um, flunked out English and, uh, and never paid attention in drama. Um, but the cast for the midlife i'm gonna say flim you know i'm gonna say flim but i'm not gonna say flim i'm gonna say midlife crisis theater production that is happening by the very very version and we have to compare like people compare me to rio ferdinand when i play football so we have to compare alan charles to tyler perry of the uk you know what i'm saying you know so and because he's been doing this for a minute you know it's so easy to do two plays when you're in your 20s and in your early 30s but to come back later on in life and still do what you do you know what I'm saying? And still loving it. It's amazing still anyway. So yeah. But listen guys, you know, we we are we are like, you know, we're gonna be talking to this crew. We're gonna be finally what's what's this whole midlife crisis all about? And I'm just gonna get the boss man, the the director, the MD, the 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 the, the, the bank loan dude, everything's on this guy's shoulder, you know what I'm saying? If it all goes wrong, it's on his shoulders, you know what I'm saying? And when the guy goes like so, can somebody pay the bill, please? He's gonna go to this guy here anyway. So sorry, Alan, um, was it somebody else? But anyway, but it's Alan Charles is gonna explain it all. Why is this? And then we're gonna bring somebody else into the cast as well, because now we got, I believe. The full, almost the full cast. I think we have almost the full cast here. But listen, Alan, you kick off while I bring in Treyan. As Alan froze. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. Go, go, go. Um, I, I, I actually thought that they, they actually froze, you know. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no. He, he was actually. That was very good, Alan. Well done. Blessings, blessings, Roger, and thanks for, for having us um, as we talk about um, the new play, uh, Midlife Crisis for Better, Not Worse, coming to Birmingham on Sunday, the 13th of February at 7 pm at the Crescent Theatre. Um, and so we've got the cast in in studio at, via, via Zoom, so we're going to be just be sharing with you. Um, some of the characters the plots the, the conversations and the discussions about midlife crisis and how important it is to recognize um whatever crisis you may be going through at that particular stage in in your life um i didn't realize that it was so um it was so pr- prominent 
you know and a lot of people just having speaking mm. to them about the, the play have related that um actually yeah they can see where at times they have reached that stage in their life where they've reached a crossroad in life and they didn't know which way to go had they achieved what they meant of it have achieved mm. all their goals or their dreams because mm. you've reached a stage where you've lived enough of your life mm-hmm. but you still got enough of life to to to, to ahead of you mm. and you're wondering if if you are where you should be in terms of your goals, your dreams, your your aspirations, you know what I mean? The house, the car, the wife, the kids, the family, the career, is everything in place? Have you have you utilized your 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 abilities and skills to its um its to the best of, of your ability or are you lagging behind? And so sometimes that that causes anxieties in yourself. Mm. And so as a result, if you're in a marriage, mm. it can also affect the marriage as well as you try to cope mm. with, with, with this um, mm-hmm. difficult difficult mm-hmm. period of your life. Mm-hmm. You may have a wife or, or a husband mm. and they are being affected by you going through this um, crisis yeah. in, 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 in your life, searching for identity, searching for validity um, and just searching for self-contentment, self-realization and... Um, you know just finding out if if you are where where you should be basically (laughs) okay so in midlife crisis now yeah you know I me mean? because you know you say from 30s it's all it's like it's 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 hey we need it's you know them them derogative terms like it's all downhill now yeah you put right, you, yes, somebody yes, puts yes, that yeah, in yeah. somebody's birthday card when they <laughs> from when they reach 30 <laughs> after the age of 30 see it's all downhill now you know what i'm saying i'm like thanks dude yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know okay so obviously there was a need for this conversation you had a heart for the conversation of of lockdown um um this conversation uh we don't really have out there within a, and I, I only can talk from my community perspective what does it look yeah. through my community lens and now i'm a church boy some people may be road boys or whatever so yeah i know people hide their escape through um um certain things which are not so much positive but very negative towards their their spirit their, their themselves you know what i'm saying just to just to escape the feeling and the fear and not have anyone to talk to about midlife crisis now is this something which you guys uh which you heard or you're getting feedback back from people says oh i never knew somebody would talk about this i've been going through this for years i've been stuck have you had already that sort of feedback from people yeah i've heard that people are very excited about the play because most of the people obviously i'm i'm in, in my 50s so the people that i'm speaking to and and they rec- recognize that mm. they have been going through it mm. they, they they went through it or they're currently in it mm. and the actual um vehicle of the story is where um we've got a couple that have been married for like um 25 26 years so the bills the, <laughs> the mortgage like is paid the mortgage is paid <laughs> oh, not me. the kids have left home yeah and it's now the, it's now the, it's now the, the two of them mm. husband and wife now mm-hmm. and they look across at each other and, and they realize that i'm not sure i know who you are mm. i'm not sure i love you mm. i'm not mm. sure that this marriage is is is, is fruitful it seemed fruitful because we had the kids and the mortgage to take off some of the distraction mm. but now it's, it's the two of us together did we invest in us us two did we invest enough in us two as a, a man and a woman 
or did we let the the, the living the life of, of rearing kids and, and 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 paying the mortgage and and doing a job did that um create a, a false sense of of um um protection so that now that we it's just the two of us now mm-hmm. we haven't got enough wow to, to, to carry us to the to the next level because we don't have that, that distraction because a lot sometimes a, a, a lot of marriage stays together for the sake of the kids or, or you, you stay together for the sake of, of the mortgage understand mm. but now that those things are gone you, you don't have that to to rest upon now do you have enough now for the two of you in your 50s in in your 60s i mean to take it to the finish line and so those are some of the challenges that that that, that the play um out, outline you know you must invest in your marriage intentionally you must intentionally invest in your marriage and put the protection around your marriage or you're gonna you're gonna end in crisis so why didn't you do this 25 years ago when I just got married? But anyway, but Nana. <laughs> so so where, where were all these things when I was, when I was getting married 20 odd years ago, yeah. man? Oh my God. Because, because what happens with Roger yeah. is like, okay, mm. when you're in your 20s, mm. you have dreams and you have goals. Mm. Sometimes you get married mm. and sometimes those dreams and goals have to go on the back burner yeah, yeah, yeah. True, while true, true, true. you take care of marital business. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you might you might have been a, a footballer mm. or you might have been a singer mm. or, or whatever mm-hmm. but now now that you're married mm-hmm. you can't really pursue that because yeah, yeah, yeah. that it's is true, probably you understand yeah. yeah so now that now that you've reached 50 45 50 55 mm. y- you may have seen a fellow friend or colleague mm. who has achieved that goal so he's now in in the in the premier league or just finishing whatever whatever he's doing mm-hmm. and you didn't get to accomplish and you may have been a better footballer or mm. or producer or singer than that person mm. but because you got married and the marriage probably didn't allow you to pursue mm. whatever interests you, you may have cool. you know you're now looking back in regret as well mm. and sometimes you look across at your wife or your husband and you're probably blaming them for not you, you not be able to <laughs> you understand <laughs> straight man like that's no that, no that, that, that's crazy now let me just put it out to um um the the cast you know um oh guys great i found a really great cool phrase now i know but cast the uh, <laughs> um listen guys uh was this triggering for you guys doing it because you know this is a subject which did you kind of was there some sort of reflection while going through the script and looking at your own personal lives and whatever they're still yeah was did you guys have to go through that that element of reflective uh uh um kind of like looking at yourself because this sounds like something which affects everybody um yeah let me let me come in here yeah i think um i think it can affect everyone Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it is like what Alan was saying: is how do you uh, conduct your life as you as you go through that life? And um, and you know, I work with women who are over forty who are having their midlife crisis. And the thing is, society puts a lot of pressure on women to put their if they have a family, put their children first, which. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but just like you do on the plane, where you put your own oxygen mask on, 
before you put it on to anybody else I think that women yeah, don't yeah, yeah. usually do that I think they just mm. put it has to be the children first but when the children get older and they go to university or even teenage and they don't really um, you know they don't really need their mum mm-hmm. as much anymore mm-hmm. uh, then they're like okay well that was almost my life purpose and now now what um, so for me uh, it, it's interesting some of the things that I'm saying <laughs> I've said <laughs> to my dear husband <laughs> um, and um, <laughs> and which is quite interesting, but um, I, I think I have a different kind of outlook on it mm-hmm. um, because of, you know, I try and encourage women to say that your life is not over. You still got another half, mm. 50 years maybe left. Um, so although I see it in a lot of friends, I see it in um, some of my clients as well. Mm. Um, but I don't think it is, it has to be that way. Cool, 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 cool. Nah, sweet, that's sweet, that's sweet. Anybody else? Everyone looks scared, you know. Everyone's like, yeah, man, we get you to play everything cool. I'm ready to take on life going forward. But, um, you got you about to say something, Lorenzo? Yeah. Um. So I'm going to be looking at this play from a completely different perspective. Mm. You know? being probably the youngest person in the room here Amen. Um, I'm not going through that midlife crisis mm. and hopefully I don't you know I don't know if it's something that's inevitable but hopefully I can skip that you know mm. and from my perspective I think if if you're if you're making the right plans mm. And you're you you're 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 going through your 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 list of things which you need to do. Mm. By the time you get to a certain phase, hopefully you won't go through that midlife crisis mm. because mm. you know you do hit your goals because you're working on them daily. Mm. You know, um, it's interesting when I heard you, Alan, talk about um, not achieving certain goals because of being married. Because in my mind, it makes me think to myself. Why would someone then get married at a young age? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's I'm playing itself. It oh, oh, because why would you get married if it's going to stop you from achieving your goals? Why? Tell me why that makes sense. Family shame, mate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, Alan, Alan because, you're in trouble now. You know? No, okay, because okay. Alan. I really feel like, I really feel like, just from my, from my brain, yeah, I'm thinking, all right, cool. I'm assessing this marriage here before I do it. Cool. I may love this person or I may not. But if anything is going to cause me to jeopardize the best interests of my future and this marriage is a part of it, I don't think it might be the best thing for me. Mm. And, and, and you, you, you are young and, and, and idealistic. And I love that. That's great. Yeah. But um, when push comes to shove, um, you're in a marriage and, and it's, two, it's two now. So sometimes, like for example, the wife example, which is obviously a lot of times they put their dreams and goals on on hold mm. for the sake of the kids. Mm. Yeah. Or you might be pursuing a career or, or a, a love that is probably not fruitful in terms of financial stability. 
I mean, so you, you rather than pursuing that, that singing career or, or that football career or, or whatever, whatever it may, may be, you might need to get up and go and get a regular nine, nine to five, mm. and put, put that dream or goal that, 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 that you had on the back burner because it's not, because obviously within a marriage, you have a wife, you have kids, you know, if, if your pursuit of happiness isn't, um, achieving the, the the financial comfort that the, the family requ- requires mm. you may have to make that sacrifice and say you know what you mm. know what the music the music ain't working the football ain't working the graphic design ain't working the, the, co- the comedy ain't working the poetry ain't working mm. you know what I mean whatever it is ain't working I need to go and get a job in Sainsbury's or or Asda or a regular become a regular accountant or you know what I mean rather than pursuing that, that dream and so, so sometimes remember marriage is also um a compromise you know you you, you give and take you, you make a, you make allowances and so sometimes whether it's the wife or the husband may say you know what okay for for the, for the sake of the marriage blah 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 even mm-hmm. stuff like um location you know what i mean you you may get married and one might have one might have to move from um, one city to the next mm. you understand but because you, you you're now you're now you're now on a journey and sometimes by you making that particular um move could have denied you of of of, of something that you were trying to 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 to, to, to achieve you know mm. what i'm saying so wow. so yes you, you you try to find somebody that would help you accomplish your goals and your dreams mm. yeah so Eugenie sorry guys I'm just, just enjoying this conversation Eugenie. I've got Eugenie 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 yeah uh, it's because Eugenie Eugenie you're next because I, I, I love that because you put your hand up in it yeah yeah, so yeah. go for it so although I, I agree that there are situations like that the last thing that you said there was um, find somebody that can help you achieve your goals and I just think actually you know what and this is for you Lorenzo you have to know who you who you're marrying so you have to choose wisely at the end of the day there's no you you know before you get married you should be choosing or 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 um having the same outlook having the same um goals so it's not a matter of well let's get married and then everything stops we can't we can't we can't it's like you create the life that you want so if it's a matter of you know what um want to get married want to travel around the world then it's like you know that you need mm. to find somebody that, that wants, wants to, do to that. travel around the world with yeah. you, right? Because if they're now, not on it, what's the what's the point? That's right. Now, as well, Alan, there are people that remember that you know I I follow people right on Instagram or whatever. There are people who are taking their children with them around the world and um, homeschooling them. So it's not like totally impossible Mm. it's not like when you get married then you just forget your dreams Mm. it depends what your dreams are Mm. are and who you're marrying in order to um you know because every marriage should have a mission really and should have a purpose and if that and uh, particularly christian marriages so that mission really god's going to put you together if you if you're on the same um page if you're on the same mission ideally but sometimes we just want to marry whoever we want to marry. 
and important point here is obviously that the, the play is is, is addressing the, the issue and, sh- and showing you um, a, a version or how that particular couple w- w- went about mm. managing their their issues. But but yeah. like I says, so 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 Eugenie, you may wanted to travel uh, travel the world, and you found somebody that was in agreement with you. But when you start doing life. When when the kids come or 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 when, or, or when the mortgage come, you may not be able to 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 to, to achieve that at a particular time because there are more pressing pressures and priority than you going around the world, and not everybody has the ability to homeschool or take their kids around the world with with, with, with them. We 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 yeah. we're talk we're talking about the the, the average man and the, and the average woman out there who don't have that that that, that luxury. You know, right. so so th- that would be an example of you wanting to travel the world, but you got married. When you when you initially got, got married, interest rate w- was low, for example. Now it's gone, it's gone sky high. Mm-hmm. Somebody lost lost their their job, or had to take a a lesser job. So um, you you now have to sacrifice on going around the world. I mean, three times a year to to one time a year, and so. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I hear you. But at the same time, it's not just about, you know, one person wanting to travel around the world. Mm-hmm. They both do. So therefore, it may be actually if we want to do this and we want to be around out for six months, maybe it's not about buying a house. Maybe it's about renting. So it, it all comes into the plan. And so there may not be a mortgage. It may be, you know what? Yeah, let's go travel around the world now mm-hmm. and then in 10 years that's when the kids will that's yeah, when we'll so start right. settling down and having the kids. So it's not like you it's not cuz I don't know, you kind of saying it like getting married is almost a death sentence no. <laughs> to your dreams. Okay, right, right. to your dreams. Okay, guys. Right, anyone listening in right now, it was going What's going on here? <laughs> Definitely, this shows how triggering it is. The cast is real. There's always the chopping up. Well, I see pure teeth coming from the Lloyd se- Lloyd video section anyway, still, yeah. And, he, and I hear no noise, you know. You know what I'm saying? Pure teeth. Listen, Lloyd, come in, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know, meet yourself or come true, bro. All right. So, I want to say that people change. Both people in the marriage change uh, in the marriage. Who, come on. who I was at 20... Mm. was not who I was at 25, mm-hmm. 30 or 45. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, some people do grow apart within the marriage setting, which might lead to that midlife crisis based on their wanting to be a footballer or wanting to be an artist or wanting to be uh, a singer and not being able to do that. That frustration eventually gets to them when they're in their 30s or in their 40s or possibly in their 50s, 60s. They no longer want to be in that that setting because they didn't grow together. Mm. Maybe their plan wasn't conducive for who they are. Mm. So again, I'm just saying who I was in my twenties was not who I was in my thirties, and again, not in my forties either. Very, yeah, very, so so very so true. so just for the record, yeah, marriage is beautiful. And vulnerable. <laughs> it's a wonderful institution. I'm not. I mean, so yeah. I don't. I don't want to get. I'm mm. just. I'm, I'm just talking about the challenges. <laughs> the challenges, mm-hmm. because I mean, in in researching for the play, I've spoken to to people who, who have told. I've, pastors have told mm. me. Pastors, respectable pastors, have said to me, "Yeah, but Alan Strina, when 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 the kids left, 
I struggled to have a conversation with my wife. Mm. Or, you know what I'm saying? It, it was difficult because back then everything centered around, you know what I mean? The, the kids, the house, whatever, 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 the business of life, as it were. Now it's just me and you, baby, like it was back in the day when, when, when we were dating. But because we didn't fully, you know what I mean, kept everything, you know what I mean, on, on, uh, hot and warm and stuff, you know, because we, 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 we allowed life to muddy the waters as, as it were mm. it's like now we, we haven't to like start over again in getting to know each each other understand so the play is dealing with the, the challenges of life it's not saying that no marriage is beautiful mm. and yes i mean we, we, we honor it but we're also dealing as as saints in, in the body of christ some of the challenges that we're going through because as well sometimes sister sister eugenie we repaint marriage as being so so beautiful and so um, uh, glorious that we don't want to admit the hard work and and the challenges that's in it. So people get 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 married thinking, yeah, man, better rose. And when, mm. when two three years lick them and the reality lick them, they think, oh my gosh, I, I, I didn't know this because sometimes as Christians we don't want to be honest and talk about the issues and the challenges that we may we may go through because we want everybody to, to feel our marriage and That's our life as being you know, wonderful and glorious and red red tinted glasses so sometimes we, we're not real enough and so the play to me throws up some of the reality and the challenges mm. of what um your, your average couple may may go through yes there are people who don't go through it to, to, to that to that level but it's real talk you know, I, it's it's real it's real issues I'm, I'm, we're dealing with um, within within I, I, within the play. I, I think you know I did a podcast um, a few weeks back with um, a colleague in Birmingham, Birmingham and he's uh, we were just saying basically the stats are ridiculous now. Um, it's over sixty percent of marriages are are, are, are are breaking up. I I must say, guys, you know all the guys that are like a little bit older than me in the who are in the fifties, early fifties. And single wives and just smiling and praising God, you know. And I'm going, hold on a second, did I misread the Bible when I was 18? And um, and you know, you know. So so the thing is, is and the thing is, I I I, I as I said in the podcast, there, I come humbly as a guy that realizes that I am, but. A, a, a small breath away of maybe me being in that same situation you know the whole whole super set super approaches we're having at 18 19 going yeah god's got me we got to be here together and whatever but if the rat to show is i look back in my life and there's never been a true um, um healthy conversations continually about marriage we have little conversations um little trickles about here but our only input has been from the secular world you know what I mean and people always go to the extreme and says the only input I have into marriage is porn but I'll go straight into some lesser things like you know even what we can go and look at EastEnders we can look at all these programs they all have influences on how we treat marriage and whatever but we don't talk about it in church so we've been influenced by so much media platforms through how many Kevin Samuels? I don't know if you guys know about this guy, Kevin Samuels. Yeah, yeah you have all these guys on YouTube have more of an influence in our marriages, yeah. in, 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 with our community, than the church itself. So this is why I have to. It's great seeing the conversation, you guys. Seeing you guys go, hey, get the bats out and stuff. But at the same time, it's a conversation that I had with my guy. We could even finish. It's such a. I'm a married man. It's uncomfortable conversation because yeah. at the same time I'm angry because I wish I had these conversations 
when I um, when I was 16, 17, 18, people get married just to fulfill desires and thinking it's okay and different things like that. And then when they agree like this later in life, as um, Lloyd says, you change characters. I got married. I met my wife 19 I got married 21 you know what I mean and uh and like you know uh I'm 45 now but I'm a different man to who I was when she met me we were 19 you know I might still be green teeth but you know what I mean but, but apart from that different I, sorry. let me just say something um Roger you, you said that you wish you've had the convo when you was younger right yeah yeah, yeah are you yeah. are you saying that that was because nobody gave you the the convo because sometimes in in our youth mm. We don't want to hear nothing. We don't want to hear from from, from, from from nobody because we think, I mean, we're young, we're strong, and, and we know what we're doing. So, so sometimes the co- the people are there ready to give us the, the advice, mm. but we don't want to hear that because we're thinking, I'm in love, I love this woman, da, 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 and I mean, it's me and her to to, to, de- to de- do a spot, mm. and and we don't want to we don't want to sit down and hear mm. the real nitty gritty yeah. of stuff because because I know that um. Um, when I was younger, there were people that I could have g- gone to and, and spoken to, mm. but nah, I wasn't into that man. No, 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 he's a big man. You have to, you can't tell me the, the blah blah blah. <laughs> I mean that that kind of attitude, and you think that you are, I mean, you're Superman and you could do everything on your own. Where there was people there who would have been able to guide you and mm. tell you, listen, man, it's not as easy as you're thinking. Of. And the the, the 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 real work starts when you get married. Get getting married is the easy bit. Stayed married. But then, the- what I would say as well, is this is what is beautiful. What you guys are doing through midlife crisis, you're creating it on a platform, a, 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 a another way of communicating to people. Because you might not be able to take your dad sitting you down and explaining things to you and counselling you, or brother, a brother, brother Smith or brother Simit or you know me from church and whatever coming in and sitting down with you. you. Might be thinking, oh, this is dead. But when you're using creative platforms to communicate real issues to people, it starts to 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 actually resonate more in them. And I hear what you're saying in terms of communicating with a generation but we had to show is we have to look at the different ways they they they're taking information you know what i mean even if you have to bring it to tiktok you know what i'm saying the conversation before you meet somebody you know are you dating or are you caught or is it courtship bringing in certain of these conversations on other platforms apart from um the stereotypical typical of sit down and let me just tell you what you, what you need to do in life you know so people may not be able to so i hear what you're saying and, and maybe there's parts where i'm thinking that some things you just learn yourself you know yeah, but, yeah. but but 100% but I'm thinking from a from a, a creative perspective you know um, how um, from a, a Christian creative perspective looking at our environment that conversation wasn't there it's not just about marriage getaways and all that business it's about you know real talk from a young age about relationships on the other side about it maybe people don't want to let people know the struggles that they have done because there's a generation that have struggled you know you're going to explain why two three of my children are total different complexions to the others and have different surnames no one's telling you until you're 45 and you go but wait that's not the same <laughs> same same thing but that is that will help me understand the way forward they curse off the, yeah. the, the young lady who gets gets pregnant but yet grandma had two she has got two three children in jamaica and come over here and start fresh you know what i mean let's yeah. let, let's 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 keep it real you know yeah. so yeah. you you hide all your your you, it, the reason why the conversation never had is because they want didn't want to show their own failures right. and, and weak yeah. so part of this is is really exposing our failures but to save the next generation indeed i don't know if that's that, that that's a bit that's a bit bait <laughs> so uh see what i go but 
Um, I don't know. I, yeah, I think. Go on. Sorry, I think can I just say as well that um, I mean, yes, it is about that because obviously they were young once, right, and had the same kind of issues that we have or had and um and obviously yes we can learn from them but also i was talking about this the other day actually is that um you know we have pre-marriage counseling Mm. um there's also pre-engagement counseling as well but um i think that that kind of ends before the marriage and what needs to happen i think the counseling needs to continue Mm. for Mm-hmm. at least a year if not more mm-hmm. after the wedding because yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when you know when you start actually living with someone that's when you know you realise just how hearing hearing like the problem sister Eugenia you know that our men especially when I say our men our men of, of, of black origin Amen. we don't we don't really do counselling too tough well the thing okay. is to be honest, and, and I guess this is for the women, if you're going to marry somebody who doesn't want to do pre-marriage counselling, who doesn't want to continue with the counselling after marriage, maybe you need to think about marrying that person in the first place. Right. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but we're talking about we're talking about marriage counselling, pre-marriage counselling right. before you even got married, right? right. And so- if you can't, if you're not even up for that. You're not ready for marriage. No, 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 no. What I'm saying here. No, 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 no. What I'm saying here. No. Eugenia. Eugenia. She hit it out. Yeah. A a lot of men would um, grin and bear it up until the wedding day. Right? Mm. So, yeah, we will go with you for for, um, free engagement. We'll go with you for for pre marriage. But you you said you you want to continue during the marriage? Now we draw the line there. <laughs> well, well then, well, I'm, I'm, I, well, I'm, I'm then if that's the case, then yeah. you know I can't help you. you know At I the think. end of the day, you know it's I'm... like if you, you know, then that's when really sorry to all these black men who don't want to do counselling, but you need to then look inside yourself and think, why do I do I not want to better myself? Why do I not want to better our marriage? Why would I want to just think that I can do it all by myself? And so it's like, you know, that in itself really is something, it's, I'm sorry, this, it's not good enough. It's not enough to sort of say, oh, no, me nah, like the me nahs, me nah do that. It's like, it's like, it's like, I'm sorry, no, it's like you have to be uncomfortable, right? And do it. And and so, and the the thing about it is, is that Mm. you will benefit from it. You'll benefit from it. Why is so much work necessary? Listen, if, if I I feel like if Uh-oh. all of that if you have to do all of that is that the person you, you, you want to be married wow <laughs> because because well, look, look ooh, marriage marriage yeah listen yeah. <laughs> marriage to me should be a partnership yeah mm, mm, and mm. i think you should be married before you're even married on paper you should be married with each other's spirit before you're married mm. on paper all yeah. marriages to me yeah, is just a ceremony with papers being signed and ring on finger to me, that's that's all it really is, you know. And I think you should have that connection with each other, where you know each other well enough to know is this the right thing to do before you're even signing paper to say get married. If not, then why get married? Why not just stay in a nice little 
spiritual bond for the next 10 years why is why would marriage be necessary also <laughs> well uh, yeah, yo, also, i just think i feel that you know when you're in a marriage mm-hmm. you communicate well with your wife you don't have to communicate with your wife and then a next counselor you may just want to keep it in house um, communication may not even be be that good because uh, remember you're bringing two people mm. right who in terms of good christian marriage right two people together right who had their own um their own uh, brought upness right <laughs> and and you know that might be different and then you bring them together to live together mm-hmm. and have to deal with different things like how they wash up different things like you know just just the whole thing of how you just live and that little little things can get under your skin um and so it, it's not gonna be regardless of how you know you're on this you know you have this connection all of that kind of stuff but it can be you know if if because obviously a lot of um, us in relationships are related to how our parents were, right? So it could be that one one spouse thinks that, well, I shouldn't have to tell you mm. about, so it's this. Mm. When the other one thinks, oh no, we need to sit down at, around the kitchen table and discuss it. So you may not know that, maybe without counselling, but you know, when you come together, how things are. Because remember, when you when you when you're just in a relationship, everything's just wonderful, and you you love is blind, as they say, and you know you don't see these things. Oh, what I would say is that something I've mentioned a lot of times doing my show over the past year or so, yeah. And I've been speaking to my my friend who is a a, a mental health nurse and whatsoever. She's a practitioner looking into the black community, and something that's really weird over here compared to US, yeah. US, you notice they always reach for the family counsellor. They always reach. They always. It's a natural part of their thing. Well, if it's crisis coming up, they 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 book in to see the counsellor. The church, mm. the pastor was major part in that as well. Um, in terms of thing, and they always have a professional counsellor to turn to. And I feel in the UK, you know, uh, myself, I'm more. I'm, I'm to be honest, guys. I'm going more with usually uh, what Eugenie is saying because I do feel that you know, um, the biggest biggest the end of the day. So yeah, we have been tight-lipped for so long as 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 black men um um over this and we've seen the decimation of uh uh boys uh next boys generation because we have not um especially when we're coming from um uh uh they kind of realize that uh what what really broke me when i went to africa is i realized that hold on a second i'm black but the reality show is that um when you're humanity has been absolutely stripped out of you and you have to then try and rebuild yourself as a, as a racist and as a man upon slavery upon being a a a a a a, a cattle you know what i'm saying you know um how can you you, ha- you don't even know you have we have no identity my name is roger moore not uh, my friends can look at the name and say yeah i'm yoruba i'm igbo i'm this i'm that i'm that what am i you know what i'm saying when you're taking these things out of men 
know what I'm saying and you're starting on that foundation you know what I'm saying there's a lot of lost men I know from my Caribbean uh, perspective so so it's so crucial for, for me going forward I have to go with Eugene you guys I hear what you're saying the man the one like yo I don't need to be it's not about just helping it's about guidance about understanding how to communicate there's things in, and the thing is we the best scenario going into a relationship for me is to sort your garbage out but 99.9% out of the times we bring our garbage of our childhood into our, our, our thing about issues with our, with our cousins and our friends and our families and we take it out and the partner now me as a man I don't want to take on anybody else's rubbish but I have to <laughs> it ends up that I have to and it's not nice you know what I'm saying so sometimes you know guys for your own mental health <laughs> trust me it's good to talk in a safe environment because when you because when you go into unsafe for me you end up doing something it's something that you may regret you know what i'm saying but that's my just my humble personal opinion and i hear what, you, hear what everyone's saying i might say you know i'm not saying that i know it all because i'm 20 20 odd years in, into marriage but ultimately i find that as i change my character you know as i made mistakes you know what i'm saying it's just good to sometimes just be in a safe environment to talk these things through i never had too much of that on the way through you know what i'm saying and also taking on board things in the past it's really really hard you know what i mean and because of the brokenness in that community Community. we can't just get jobs we if we said yeah we'll go and get a job when you keep on saying get lost get lost get lost get lost you know what i mean when you're walking for the interview because of your color who do you cry to then who do you moan to there you know what i'm saying and man's are saying i can i can just do a thing and, and make a quick g <laughs> you know what i'm saying you know and and you know it's it, it's 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 very hard you know what i mean and then being a christian being nice and but it seems like everybody you know what i mean so there's so many things but this is what I'm saying. This is what about midlife crisis it is, <laughs> and and it and it's uh, hopefully I um, I, uh, I explain myself. Okay, there, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfectly. I mean, I, I agree with you as well. But um, my my thing is that when you when you're having that relationship, yes, you have to create create that space to talk, mm. create that space to be able to relate to each other, mm-hmm. or relate how openly and honestly mm. how you feel. Mm-hmm. You have to do that. You have to have that that space that 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 place to do that sometimes obviously time um life doesn't give you time to do that but you have to remember the importance of it yeah man. that's what i'm yeah, saying yeah, man. within the marriage and not so much about going to somebody else yeah. to fix your marriage but you know being able to do that within your within the marriage that you that you have or creating it within your marriage yeah. Yeah, I agree, and but I also think that it's just just generally not even within a yes within a marriage, but also outside of a marriage. Mm. Be able to talk. Obviously, you got to know who, who you can trust and who mm. you can talk to. But it's just that whole general thing of, um, like you said, about our mental health. And sometimes we do hold it in, and sometimes, like you know, like I mean, because Alan said it really, it's like we give labels to people and say, "Well, I'm." I'm a black man, so therefore I don't do that. And it's like, um, and that's not, I don't think that's helpful because it's easy to hide behind to say, well, no, we don't do that. Uh, And we have so many things as black people um, that we don't do where really it's like, yeah, but why not? Yeah. Why not? We're going to let go, man. We're going to let go. Oh, second, Alan, you're talking there and you're on mute, bro, my brother. Um, why not? Because you know sometimes it's it's part of our our, our upbringing, 
part is is what we know it's what we is is our our trauma that that, that we're dealing with mm. it, it, it it may go back generation so these are stuff that we we are highlighting in the play that, that we know we need to sort out you know so for another thing is that yeah, we, we know, also know as well that, that, that black men mm-hmm. as a whole mm-hmm. we don't really do the the doctor thing the, the, the hospital thing mm. um, yeah yeah true, true. E- e- either you know what I'm saying, and these are stuff that you know what I mean. That growing up now and reaching the age where I'm 50, you realize that um, some of these stuff that that we we now do, we have to do it mm. for, for 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 our spouse or for our kids or, or, or for the next generation. Mm. So I'm just in the play. We, we're highlighting mm. some of the, the issues, some of the obvious issues that sometimes we 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 are we know it's there, yeah, but we still we still play it down. But the issue is. The reason why black men are dying of um of say prostate, prostate cancer, cancer. Yeah. is because we're not going to get the the getting checked early, yeah, early enough. Me there, Bridget. <laughs> you understand? Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, 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 yeah. But no, the reason why our marriages are not working is because mm. we're not going to the counselling. Mm. Mm. Understand? Mm-hmm. So it's there. And it's just we need to be, be more open and honest about um mm. some of our our, our, our failures. So so the play yeah. just acts as a Oh bro we, we're just talking about the title guys i hope people listening in or watching this on youtube guys we're just talking about the title midlife crisis yeah and and, we, and, and, and i'm sure that we could go out for another two three hours here still, yeah you know what i'm saying debating the whole thing about, and that's what's beautiful about this it creates so anybody if everybody wants to um i think you guys need to have the after after party discussion you know what i'm saying just say yeah, yo, yeah, yo, 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 let, let, let's go to so-and-so's yard man let's, let's, let's cook up two food there still yeah let's break it down you know until four o'clock in the five o'clock in the morning all right yeah we need to let it go guys <laughs> yeah but but so okay so we're talking about so let's talk now about like some 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 of the characters in the play yeah, i mean cool, Lor- yeah, cool, lorenzo cool. and um and lloyd um they're not really going through midlife because we say so maybe you guys can can, can tell us about um yeah, man. <laughs> your your particular character <laughs> and how, how you fit into guys. this midlife crisis thing <laughs> yeah man lorenzo you want to take it off yeah cool so i play calvin mm and um without giving away too much obviously he's just come from prison and he's staying with the bailey family who is uh going through the midlife crisis mm-hmm. and um he's going through uh a, 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 a phase in his life where he's constantly seeking acceptance from people and he has tried to change his life around from his life of crime and doing all kinds of foolishness and he has decided to try and join the church family however they are rejecting him and not treating him nicely which has caused him to potentially i don't know let's see where the play goes but I like that. I like that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. Lloyd, what you saying, bro? What's your role? So, um, (laughs) (laughs) I play, um, (laughs) (laughs) I play a, a young man, a man who is, um, driven by his goals. Um, who who knows what he wants and um, in pursuit of that what he of what that of what he wants 
and what, what is, is your conflict? What, 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 <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> oh, unfortunately, the person that he that he wants, mm. she's married, but oh. I believe that she's not really going to um, continue with the marriage. Oh, so you're yeah, yeah, okay. So you're helping to. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, um, he's a marriage breaker. Yes, yeah, yeah, home wrecker. Oh, he's a home wrecker. No, he's a marriage counselor. He wants the best for the lady in the marriage and for himself. And the best he feels is himself. Right. Okay, okay. So um, I mean, I, I, I think think the guys are probably scared. Did they, they think that they're going to give too, too much away? But um, really and truly, what it is is um, the wife is is going through her midlife crisis, mm. and so so is the husband, mm. right? And so the home mm-hmm. isn't as it should be because mm. both of them are going through their, their mid their midlife crisis, mm-hmm. right? So there is a slight division within mm-hmm. the marriage, and so. Um, Lloyd's character mm-hmm. offers some respite to to the wife. Oh, that the husband. Respite. Okay, it's like that. <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying, reality. I'm saying, so the rest. husband isn't taking care of business because he's going through his 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 issues, mm-hmm. right? And so the, the 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 issue that the wife is going through now is that listen. I'm I'm in this marriage, but it's not it's not exciting as it should be. It's not as fun as it should be. Blah blah blah. And there's there there is somebody else mm-hmm. who is probably giving giving me the attention that I'm not getting from from my husband. How yeah, does she that now she needs. that she needs? Mm-hmm. How does she now manage that situation where her husband isn't giving her, giving her the attention and somebody outside is, you know? And so we, we have that tension as a Christian woman. <laughs> married woman god godly woman but the husband is not delivering the goods you know she's frustrated she's i mean whatever but there's somebody out there who is i mean waving I mean, ready. candies and, and sugar <laughs> and honey in ready, man. In ready, in ready. right yeah, and yeah. so and, and so and so it's 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 the real issue in the church in the marriage mm. that sometimes there are outside um sometimes. temptations yeah and how do we deal with that all right guys you 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 heard this this is the squeaky bob t- yo guys you don't even need to go and watch no uh uh, uh bel-air or, or, or netflix <laughs> man you, you can you can netflix you can leave netflix at home like you don't need to watch no you or anything out there still yeah we are traumatizing relationship thing because we've got another traumatizing church drama we don't even need greenleaf brethren you know what i'm saying you know <laughs> greenleaf is off his pause is finished completely you know what i mean love, love so we're gonna get the uk brown leaf yeah you know what i'm saying I mean, <laughs> you know and uh and uh yeah it's 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 no that that sounds and you know what the guys is you know what's that's crazy it's not even the case you guys have eased into this you know and um you've gone straight for the juggler with his with his subjects and i and i do appreciate the um um the black the, the, you know this is the one where you know uh it really is a reflective things especially for uh people who are married at my age group because it could be and and i think that um it'd be good you know to really keep open dialogue or even set up dialogue spaces for people afterwards because i, I think that there will be a lot of um 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 trauma afterwards you know when people watch something because i think that sometimes when people come out of a a, a, a phase in their life, you know, uh, they can spiral out, and, and it may be really good for you guys to reach out to some um, strong, strong um, um, 
counseling or, or Christian counselors in the local area to, to support this because I, I do feel I'm not saying it's a real issue and I don't I know you said a minority of the time bro but I, I believe getting on in life now I see it as majority of the time I do think that um we hide a lot of things I, I did with somebody who studies you know, the whole marriage thing and whatsoever and and um everyone thinks it's the man doing the dirt and the woman but really a lot of times if majority of times if you include emotional affairs it's a lot of times the other way and um and and there is um there's a lot of things and it's always kept under the carpet but nobody knows and we just continually not growing as a community and sorting these things out you know what i'm saying and uh i appreciate um the effort to put this out Alan, absolutely on this man because you know to do this and to bring this to the to, to people's faces through a creative arts is uh just talking about it in this conversation guys has been fun and everyone having different opinions and um and and i can just dare see how the night would go anyway so yeah but 100 i will be there i've booked it off long time anyway still yeah so i'm making sure i will be there on sunday the 30th the day before valentine's day but as christians we don't bother with the valentine's day thing do we <laughs> yeah i'm saying we don't bother so don't worry about valentine's day it's too expensive it's a commercial commodity it's some 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 synagogue thing so you know we're not we're not doing no pagan thing here so so we just you know instead of you know we can meet up and don't worry about being vexed for valentine's day we, we, we save it for the next week and you got a week to sort it out man and uh, you know what I mean? and you got prayer meetings to sort it out as well but listen before i have to close this off guys you know what I mean? it's been a fantastic conversation um anything you guys want to just finish off on and and um well, i just, just had an interesting thought yeah, yeah while we were talking um, and this could go into a long debate, but <laughs> I'm just gonna ask. I'm just gonna say it anyway. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Um, when is the point in which someone in a marriage should say, "Okay, this isn't working out anymore. It's been six years of counselling or three years of counselling. Maybe it's time to end this." Is it? For example, I don't know, six years into that counselling phase, you say, okay, it's th- now now is enough. Or is it three years into that counselling phase? Would you waste three years trying to work this out? That it's, it's just a thought. It's just a thought. It's just- <laughs> That's a but, really good question. But, but, but it's a good question. But I'm thinking that if, if you are getting the counselling mm. and you, you're applying the, the counsel, Right. And surely the marriage should, as far as you, 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 Jenny was saying, then the marriage should be, become fruitful. Exactly. But what if it doesn't? That's the thing. But then it, maybe, it, maybe the, the counselors are not worth their money, man. Maybe need got, yeah. so, so is it the counselors to blame, or is it just time to just not I think, it? I think there's two things, well, three things, right? Go ahead, go One, ahead. yes. It could be the counsellors, but then I guess you would have figured that out from before, mm, right? Mm. You know, you're not just going just to have a chat. Mm, yeah, mm. there are things and homework that needs to be done that you should do and, you know, and put everything into it. So both of you would need to have a commitment to say, yeah, we're doing this for that end goal. Um, three, yeah, it could be then, or sorry, two, then yes, it could be one of the couple, one of the, you know, one of the couple who, who's just like, turning up and not really putting anything is it in into it and maybe they kind of exited already mm. but three it's understanding that there are stages of marriage 
and um, you know there's the honeymoon stage I can't remember what all the stages are but there is a stage between I think it's seven and nine where it's like that is the stage where it could be done but you have to kind of hold on just a little while longer seven and nine and, is in um, what the seventh that, year between the ninth year is that what you yeah, mean yeah. I think I think I think that's what it is um, and then and then after that it, it really it's a choice of are you going to be the I'm just going to tolerate this for the rest of my life or are you going to be like you know what no Start let's again. get a better relationship okay. and it may be going back and looking at your history and looking at your childhood or other trauma that's happened in your life um, or it just may be you know what let's just be committed and get it done so yeah I think that it's understanding marriage but also um, your attitude towards the, the counselling as yeah. well yeah it takes two to tango you know what I'm saying it takes um, for me um, it it takes the two of you what you tend to find is that um, when you're going through counselling both of you got stuff to do yeah and when one doesn't do the job um, no matter what one does you know what I'm saying yeah. um, and I always say um, all I can do is affect what I can affect which is me yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying I mean I can say what I can say to, to my missus or to my children or to whoever out there but or, but whatever situation I'm in whether whether it looks bad on me or looks bad on them what can I change for next time and that's all I can change I can't just spend all day long killing myself off trying to change them what I can mm. do, all I can do is change what's inside me and be better myself whether it takes a while or after working myself for a bit or this and that whatever whatever I do I can change me but but if the other person is just sticking to the guns and like you know what I mean there's only so much you can do and I agree with you is it a waste of time I would say you know what be giving it a go you know what I'm saying you know what I mean you, mm. you, you can't be, you can't you can't put numbers on it for me you know you know end of the day so you've done your best be conscious is clear you do your best you do what you have to do be conscious clear there's nothing like wasted time you know what i'm saying because if you won't if you look at life as a waste of time listen it'll just send you mad you know what i'm saying you're mm-hmm. definitely going to be life crisis by the time you're 28 years old you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and you know what i mean and you'll be there stuck in there my my, my thing is is the case of live life to the fullest every day you know what I mean? it sounds very hippie-ish but you have to go hard go ham make sure you maximize your life and and do the best you can for yourself because the moment you try to tell everybody else to do things to make to suit yourself yeah. and you can't control it mess up man but you but don't live life in regrets bro the moment you start yeah. you start because you're pushing on the poor girl that you don't know her personal trauma until you get married and this that that, that. and she could have been messed up as a child you know I me mean? and you and, know what I'm I'm about to say something else. I'm not even gonna say it because yeah. it's gonna add an extra foot in it. I'm just gonna go Lorenzo just just give them the details of the, the, the show. Yeah man, yeah man. Yeah man, yeah man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go go for it. It's the Crescent Theatre, mm. Crescent Theatre, Birmingham. Right, it's at the Crescent Theatre on February the 13th. Mm-hmm. Right. And the website, it's a Crescent Theatre website. There you go. And tickets are 17 mm-hmm. There you go. In advance and £20 on the door. Easy, go. easy 20 and easy on, 20 And the, the next weekend, we're in Leicester mm-hmm. on the 19th at the Sue Townsend Theatre. Mm-hmm. Tickets are fifteen pounds, 
in advance, mm-hmm. 10th at the door, yeah. and you get your tickets from theticketsellers.co.uk. Brilliant. So we're going to be in Birmingham on the 13th of February at the Crescent Theatre, and we're going to be in Leicester at the Sue Townsend Theatre mm-hmm. on the 19th. Tickets for that is theticketsellers.co.uk or just Good. hook us up on, on Facebook mm. or automation or all there. Check me out, Alan Charles. Yeah, man. And yeah, so we're coming, we're coming to Birmingham. Like I said, Birmingham is my second home. Um, love Birmingham. Um, so come and support. I mean, you guys came out for um lockdown, that was that was great, but this one is even more hotter. Mm-hmm. Midlife crisis for better, not worse. Jesus, this is this is heat, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Heat. Listen, guys, um, I want to thank the cast here for for jumping onto this conversation. Uh, thanks for being so so real on this conversation. It just makes my it just makes my edge show edgy. So I'm I'm just cool with that. I'm gonna put this out, push this out there. Um, I really thanks thanks for you guys' time, and we really appreciate you guys sewing into the into this project and being part of this project and and really putting these things out there for people as well. So guys, please support these guys i'm gonna put all the links to everything in the description of this video if you're listening onto the radio please guys check out some of the, the advertising that we have on our instagram affinityextra.com uh, we'll be supporting uh, the ministry of, uh, uh, of of alan charles and what he's doing out here because you know i know there's plenty more to come um, after this as well so uh, we do encourage you guys doing that anyway still yeah but listen guys keep on doing being creative keep on doing what you're doing and you know we're here to support you here at affinity extra because we're here to celebrate the things of blackness anyway so yeah but <laughs> get myself always get myself into you know what i'm saying well listen guys nothing but love guys man blessings man bless, bless up, up everyone bless yeah bless up bless thank Hey, this is your bishop. This is your bishop from Rock Solid. Thank you so much for watching us on YouTube. Thank you so much for clicking and subscribing and also sending these videos, these videos to other people as well. We are so hungry to get your support. So remember, check us out on uh, our website and also check us out on Insta and wherever you want to find us on Spotify. You can play us all day as well. And just make sure that you are supporting this channel that we We are developing uh, our agenda towards music of black origin and that is gospel music, music with a message. So please, 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 please walk with us on this journey. Bye now. Yeah, 
right, guys, that was the uh, great interview I made. Like, crisis, we're gonna straight into another interview. Of, of, guys, I got just interviews after interviews going on, ready to flood out this situation. Just have talking about life and, and culture. And that's how we do it. This track is called Move by Spencer Kane. And we got this is Roger here on the It Show, Roger Moore. Uh, we celebrate gospel music, Black Origin, and this is how we do, man. My next interview is with a talented guy. Yeah, absolutely talented guy. You'll listen more about him in a bit. You know, we got musicians all over the space, man. This guy's called Benjamin Wright, and we have to salute his ability. And this is when we know what we can achieve as black people. And you can lift up ahead and says, you know what, we're top of the game. brings his thing in with the strings arranged but that people would think that oh you only can do certain style when he's you know when you're a drummer you're a hip-hop drummer oh he's a this drummer but this guy brought his a game to whatever where his soul uh, did it. when somebody when somebody asks him uh what do you play did you play any favorite genre he says i play all genres i i can Come fit in now. all genres i love it i love it that's uh, listen, that's here, here, listen that's to swag. him i can fit in all genres Come and on. matter of fact matter of fact listen to this um, he's the only he's one of the few string arrangers mm. and classically orchestra trained that has worked at the Nobel Peace Prize on two consecutive occasions where he conducts the the choir the orchestra wow wow on two consecutive no, so this brother, is this is how Benjamin this is how they're Wright. regarding yes. right junior this is how they're regarding he's the elite Affinity Extra, be extra. Yeah, 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 people, this is your boy here, Roger Moore, and Affiliate Extra, we celebrate gospel music of Black Origin. Also, we're here to talk about the history of Black music and the successes of it, because knowing our history, guys, is so important. I've been blessed. I'm going to be talking about to um, to actually um, my colleague here, Kevin Tommins. I'm going to be talking to his cousin soon again. He, no, he's, I bet you guys never knew their cousins. Um, Bishop Jackson. Um, I'm going to touch base with him because it's important to know history. Uh, when it comes to Black music, it's important to understand about 
about history, about black Christianity. People say stop looking back, but the reality show is that we have so much to be proud of, and we have been told all our lives that we follow. No, 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 no. We are the inventors and the instant in the, the, the instigators of the best things of this world. Yeah. Too often we've been told that we have been civilized. We were civilized, but we were the one who, who invented the word, you know what I'm saying? You know, and whatsoever, you know, we're out there still, yeah. But I've got, qu- got a quick question just to, just to kick off with. We're going to go into Benjamin Wright, yeah? Now, um, with, 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 with my brother Kevin, yeah? And I have to salute Kevin, guys. We have put together a massive piece of work right now online. It, it's not massive to me, but you know what? <laughs> and Kevin's pulled me up and said, Roger, we're doing a great thing. I'm thinking, what are you on about, bro? We're just talking on a, on, on a mic, you know what I mean, in the video. But we are doing an amazing uh, thing here because, you know, um, I have learned a lot on this journey. This is part of my education. I'm doing it online, guys. You are hearing my conversations that I'm having with Kevin. Before we even came online, we'll be talking like this, you know what I'm saying? So you are privy to a great conversation educating me about we are not inventing success we are looking at the history of how to be successful so we can be successful today that's what we are doing here and uh, right now in this station and anybody who knows roger roger doesn't really care about beyonce and all these these flashy secular artists i was never into I'm a, I'm a gospel guy all day long but i understand the importance to learn from their journey because you know what they actually understand some of the, the basic biblical principles which we in church we don't do i.e hard work we don't want hard work we think god is going to deliver and give us everything without hard work anyway still yeah that's just the way as, as christians feel anyway so how, how we think Sorry, opinions out there, but listen. Again, before I um, chop into it, um, Kevin, um, I was, I was, I was in a conversation with with somebody on the station, and I said to him that we are the renters of um, as black people, as black music, rock and roll. Um, you got things like um, jazz and a lot of music that we we kind of like um, um, uh, named in. Um, um, got named up um, while in slavery, um, reggae and whatsoever. Not in slavery, but you know what I mean. Uh, um, moved over into the Afro Americans. Uh, the, the Afro slaves kind of um, created um, um, numerous popular styles of music that we enjoy now. Yeah. Now, when talking to one of my colleagues, now um, he's going to be coming on the station, and I would like to get a response of yourself on this because as, as a as a music historian, he said. But you, but you did that we're devaluing the import of our instruments that were created by European people. So how can we say it's black music when we're utilizing European technology and, and music? Okay, let me okay, let me, you know let me make this abundantly clear. Okay, um, any of the should I say explosive impact of uh, popular music as such. Um, it was led by blacks, a lot of it. Mm. Yes, there were there were few whites who were at the cutting edge as well. Mm. But we need to remember that when we're talking about European instruments, there were instruments prior to European instruments from the other empires that originated in Africa and so on. Uh, if you look in the Bible, they've been talking about string instruments long before long before Britain and France became created power brokers and mm. empires mm. okay so yeah, what, yeah. what is he what is he what is he talking about what is he talking about 
so he sings like jazz like like jazz and he's saying like things like rock and roll like you know what I mean like rock and roll how can you know rock and roll where's the guitar come from European instrument and we're the one who flashy so he's just saying we utilise the European instrument and give gave our swagger to it but we learnt the European way how to um, it's totally it's totally incorrect because because um um, the rhythm and blues came from the, the south, and it, actually, it um, it came from Africa originally mm. because the migration of because you look about think about the syncopation and movements, mm. the percussions. Mm. It's um, when you when we, when we talk about Benjamin Wright, mm. he is originally a blues man. Okay, okay. Uh, he's a blues man. He's a blues man, mm. but he he created a string style through the blues, mm. a swing. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, uh, so, 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 so the rudiments of our groove and what's in our blood and what's in and what we do, you know what I'm saying, comes out whatever we do. It's like a table. Like this table is made by by IKEA. Yeah, but by, by yes. the time by the time I go, that doesn't mean IKEA gets any credit because. It made the table. Yeah, man. Uh, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, yeah, yeah. He needs to understand that. Um, of course, blacks couldn't get a chance to make the instruments. Of course, the European instruments because they didn't have the funding to do it. They didn't have the technology, but but mm-hmm. what they had was the rhythm and the spirit of the music in them mm-hmm. it was built in them it was built in the t- dna, DNA if, yep. you go to, if you go to a black church brother that is uh, going to a black church if you've been to a black church where there's no instruments mm-hmm. they make instruments with a voice in the end i love you know syncopation yeah 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 and that is just as powerful you know a cappella rhythms yeah. So, so um, yes, of course, a European company made the guitar. And what is your point? But the brother who had the instrument mastery to make it something else, mm, you know, with make it, it singing. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Because you, when you get a brush, when you get a brush to paint, mm. you, you determine what you want the brush to execute yeah. true, true, it comes true, true, from you true, 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 true. So it's just a, a total oh. total nonsense nobody can tell me that foolishness because matter of fact matter of fact the music industry didn't come exciting until sam cooks the otis redding the rita franklin's and all of them start to get in the mix mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it didn't go over the billion dollar mark until motown and them start to kick all right all right we, yeah because remember mm. remember by the time 67 arrived mm. motown motown was the king of the pop charts at one mm. point they, they mm. were the only they were the only label with their collection of roster of artists that was able to compete against the beatle and the rolling stone invasion Wow. Hello. Wow, 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 wow. So, wow. when you're talking about history and so on, yes, the, the brothers invented it, but we had our own attitude and skills to put it to mm. it, interpretation. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. So, when you t- with Eric Clapton and all of them would tell us that we learned from the BB Kings, etc., etc., that's where we learn our musical intelligence and so on. So nobody look look. I know my history. So I was the brother talking. He doesn't he doesn't you know fart what he's talking about mm-hmm. because. The, the most of uh, everyone um when you look at say for instance 
Cat Stevenson. Okay. Oh, Cat Stevens. Cat Stevens used a lot of blacks to create his musical expression. Mm. You know, I mean, Phil Up Church, which I'm going to be doing. I'll be doing. I probably might do Phil Up Church one day. Mm. I mean, one of the technocrats who was one of the key studio men that came out of Chicago, bro. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. cool and cool, cool. and uh, this brother worked with this brother work and the first best selling jazz album of mm. all time Mm-mm. which is Breezing by Quincy Jones Mm-mm. I mean Mr. Philip Church is a technocrat Shit. musical genius so okay, uh, okay. So, 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 so ultimately you, 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 you're not having it what is the point what is the point so, what so, is the point even if they make it yeah. it depends on how the instrument instrumentation it's, it's, it's and how playing. it's being yeah. used okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. how do you use your studio? You got your own styling. You use it uniquely to you, yeah. to your musical deal, to your creative DNA. Hello, but the, but the, comp- the company you made. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, branding, 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 branding. So, so, that's the that's your point. No, but you know, valid point for my colleague. But you know, that's that's beautifully shut down. Um, right, let's get to it, guys. Uh, right, so um, I am um, somebody who has been mentioned to me a number of times. A a, a elder statement, a elder statesman, and sometimes when you listen to R and B hits and you think it's simplicity and it's quality, you don't realize the the, the high levels of instrumentation, the simpleness, and the accuracy of some of them string arrangements in the background and how tracks are bingo I mean it's not I must say when I listen I've been listening to a couple of R&B tracks from back in the day and if you listen to them they're so simple but when they certain things come out they go new 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 you know sounds in there and you just hear the things coming in like this Ooh, what was that? It made me feel good. You know what I'm saying? And you think nothing of it. But these instrumentations are being put in place (laughs) by absolutely master craftsmen who knows how to pull on your strings, literally, you know what I'm saying, with the string instrument. And and we have to and then to be honest, growing up, anything to do with orchestra, we just assume everything's white. We just assume anything white is orchestra. Black, we don't do them things. We do the bass guitar, we do drums we do you know I me mean, funk stuff we don't do orchestra we haven't got the we haven't been given access to them things we don't we have been schooled that way we always have to go to the white guy to do lead guitar and to the orchestra that's how we see it i'm afraid that is not true that's far from the truth itself i said to Jimi hendrix and asked that to benjamin Right, right, yeah, Benjamin right, Junior, yeah, one hundred percent. So I am on that lead, guys. Yeah, I am gonna leave. Oh, but just gonna slip in. This guy's actually worked with some top dudes as well, guys. You know, you know. T- now Tim, Timberlake, Timberlake. Now I'll, I'll try and do. <laughs> anyway, try. I tried it. I tried it. I tried it. Right <laughs> there, and you know all the all the things up there. Get, get, and, and and them high notes that you're doing anyway. Still, so yeah. yeah. Cry me, cry me, cry me. Yeah, listen, man. All <laughs> them arrangements. You know what I'm saying? That's in place. He has put in place. So listen, guys. Hundred percent. Let's do this, Kevin. Chop it up and let's get into him. Let me get my wiki wiki out on my iPad and let's do it, bro. Yeah, yeah. Brother born the 11th of July, 1946. That means he's 10 years older than me, Albert. I'm on. Mm. He's 10 years older than me. All right, man. Right? All right. And he's born the same month. He's just born a few days difference, bro. Mm-hmm. So he's 10 years older than me. So he would be uh, this year. Uh, well, this year is going to be, of course, he's 11 years. This year is going to be um, 76 years old. Hmm. Hmm. Fair play to the dude. 
and the brother has about at least 50 years worth of sonic development 50 say about 55 mm -hmm. because he started his career from the 1960s mm. and and he started to write um, what you call charting string charting and arrangement from school days okay 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 from that early Yes, he started to do actually arranging charts and notes and putting and putting brass instruments as well as string instruments in the appropriate place in the band. And it, uh, would you say, yes. it, was he part of an affluent background or was he on the... No, know? no, he was just a working class. He was, uh, he was from, he was from Greenville, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Greenville, Mississippi, which is not, um, uh, not one of the wealthiest area where you find wealthy mm. blacks at all. Because yeah. you probably find wealthy blacks if you move to, say, Chicago, where you have Vivian Carter and... Braxton, who were the first, we just say, successful black recorded executive. This is another story to talk about. Wow. And I talk about Vivian now. Vivian is probably one of the first recorded, documented female black recording executive mm -hmm. from the 1950s. So, brother, you do you're the tip of, you're the tip of, uh, of, of some, <laughs> hey. Okay, uh, well, let's, well, we don't let's, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's concentrate. Okay, earlier, let's, let's hit, hit, hit some of the people that he looked at, he, he, he worked around. Well, uh, first of all, before we actually go to that, uh, one of the first person he encountered was a Ted, I think it was a Ted Baker, I'm not sure, Ted um, something or another, mm. that he did, um, he did live work with. And he did, he actually at one time met Duke Ellington on behalf of a gentleman named Fats Ford, who was an instrumentalist, a, a, um, I think he was a brass instrument player, actually. And um, he believed in um, he believed in Benjamin so much that he started to teach Benjamin the craft and throw him into the deep end and said, "Oh, this told Quincy Jones that this is a promising." And Quincy Jones talked to him for twenty minutes, not Quincy Jones so much, but Duke Ellington. Mm -mm. He met Duke in the Ellington in his early days, mm -hmm. and that was what changed his life. Mm, trumpet player Duke, yeah, yeah. trumpet player Duke Ellington, guys, man. You know I mean wiki that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yes, 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 yes. So, so, and the thing about it that, and I think that um, made him successful as well. His father purchased a electric piano on Aya Purchase for him, small, and that became his ticket to fame. Mm. Okay. His father invested and his father believed in him and Come so on. he invested in this instrument. And um, also Benjamin Wright Jr. is one of the first uh, students to be to do courses with Berkeley and Carl Fisher Institute. These two institutions were correspondent used to do correspondent courses before they actually did and uh, they created their own campuses. Mm -hmm. So Duke Ellington was a Berkeley student mm -hmm. long before they had campuses. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair play, fair play. So, so he's, um, he, in other words, he's a qualified, he's a trained, um, classically trained string, ar string, string horn arranger and band leader. He's a okay. classically trained. So this, uh, this brother is um, actually he's regarded as one of the best classically string arrangers in the business right. he's regarded well you just just look at the uh, 
credits actually the credits as far as the last when my colleague is telling me it says over 400 credits over 400 credits and the thing um, is bro um, just a, a yes. point there yeah again mm-hmm. you know some and that guys please forgive me for people out there when when i chose instrument as a child and we choose it based upon what pastor wants us to play in church and i think mm-hmm. too often we've missed a, a, a generation in the uk of talent because you know i remember when i brought home a trombone and to my mom and dad and i sent it back and said you're gonna learn how to play piano because all they could see is the piano is a, is is something that they they couldn't see the trombone fitting within the structures of our music type you know what i'm saying how's that gonna fit in our space and i think too often guys you know we we see orchestral stuff as something that doesn't apply to us um that doesn't work for our community but listen guys this is in the 40s and 50s and 60s it was a yeah benjamin Benjamin started uh, remember benjamin actually started playing um string and ornery as instruments from the 60s actually before he went completely professional before he even reached before he went to chicago to to develop further his craft Mm. That's, that's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah, so, 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 um, okay. <laughs> look, look, Let's look. Get, into, get, get into it, bro. This, 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 this is, this is what people need to understand. What was fascinating about Benjamin, mm. Benjamin went on an exploratory learning. Mm. He, 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 he made it a commitment mm. from this, from his time his father gave him that piano and he knew that his father purchased it on credit. Mm. He decided that, um, he was going to be a master, mm. master of string arrangements, cool. master to actually know how to use strings mm. within a composition mm-hmm. and how to make it, give it that special flavor. As a matter of fact, Benjamin is so good that he can actually create strings as a rhythm section. That's what he did with Off The Wall. He created it in a rhythm, rhythm pattern, yes. a drumming beat. Zeus! Papa. Look, 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 look. Uh, <laughs> There's only two guys I know so far, string arranger, L- Larry Gold, who did Cry Me River, who okay. was, with yeah, Benjamin, man. was playing on that same album. Mm. Those two, Cry Me and those two brothers are my favorite string arrangers. And of course, you have. um Tom Bell is another one. That's another, you know, uh, Tom Bell, when we talk about Jamaican descendant and born, Tom Bell of Philly. Uh, all these guys, all these guys are master Brilliant. at strings. Brilliant. Brilliant. They, they, uh, so, so when you think about it, uh, Benjamin came so good that when he eventually migrated to Chicago, okay he, he, when he got, you check the chicago he was the in demand he was the in demand one of the in demand musicians in chicago and he was the copiest the copiest that simply means that he did the copying work for all the string martyrs out of chicago and stephanie charles stepney richard evans you know Listen, guys. Can, um, I, can I can I can I get a little squeeze? So, guys, like um, uh, he, looks, on, he, um, he, he looks like this guy in Chicago worked with this guy. So, if you guys really recognize his names, he's recording <laughs> music with, with with his premier bands. And now, I don't know uh, much about these guys, but it, this is is a Jackie Wilson. <laughs> there's a the, yeah. there's the, yes. the, the, the Chilites. 
I know. Shy Light. Shy, shy Light. Shy Light. Sorry, guys. Shy, shy Light. light. Shy. The, the Jerry, Curtis Mayfield. It, Kurt, yeah, Curtis Mayfield. There's Jerry Butler. The Impressions. Impressions. Okay, the Impressions. Yeah, man. And there's some Donna Hathaway. Jimmy yes, Barge. Donna Hathaway. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes, um, yes. Charles Steph- <laughs> Stephanie. Charles Stephanie. Stephanie. Charles yeah, Stephanie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and Charles Stephanie. And he's also worked with a number of guys um, uh, who had people had strong relations. Now, I've seen this record company before. Chess Records. Uh, yes, is that's right. Mercury Records. I definitely heard of them. That's correct. Uh, yes, yes. Curtom Records and Brunswick Records. Anyone I ain't seen before is, is Curtom Records anyway. So, yeah. But he's worked with all these guys in his 60s and 70s. And he's not even just got started. Yes, that's right. That's what <sighs> that's what is um, um, uh, laughable is that um, he, deve- he developed such a demand mm. while he was in Chicago mm. that his name his name was spreading towards the East Coast and the West Coast. Mm. Mm. So by the time he reached the the, the West Coast mm. went to Los Angeles, where he moved with his family and his wife, LA, yeah, man. They they they. Uh, one of the first person to got in touch with him was the, the former Motown um, A and R man, mm. Mickey Stevens. Okay, because Mickey Mickey Stevens no, but because uh, you have to understand the music the music industry is a small fraternity, and anybody's good it flies around. Mm. Yeah, and sometimes they can't they might not be able to get Benjamin, but they know about Benjamin. They hope to work with him because yeah. he's busy on different sessions. Yeah, but. Yes, you see, he's busy. He's busy. Mm. So um, they were waiting. They were waiting. Hopefully, one day, and then when Benjamin got into the biggest mistake that some of them made is that they, like for instance, when Benjamin was working with the Temptations, mm. uh, he became their band leader, mm. and when they, he was instrumental in helping them to lead Motown and go to Atlantic to Atlantic Records, and mm. uh, he was ready to produce them, and they told him. They told Benjamin that um, you're you're not you you're not good for the investment of us um, putting um, temptations on the contract at Atlantic because you're not a big name. Wow. Ah, so they, so they, they laid him off. They told him you can't really do this. And then what happened was that uh, during that time, Quincy Jones gave him a call. Mm, oh, that's not bad. Quincy Jones. Yeah, it's not bad. It's Quincy Jones. Mm. Uh, Quincy Jones said, uh, basically, when Quincy Jones called him, he said, Quincy who? Quincy. This <laughs> yeah, is Quincy. And then a few times again, um, no, when he said, Quincy says, I'm doing paraphrasing here. I said, um, hello, this is Quincy Jones. And Benjamin, knowing Benjamin, said, Quincy who? <laughs> you know, it's like me. It's like it's like um, one of the top cats from the UK coming for you. Um, this mm-hmm. is Mr. So-and-so. And you're saying, nah, and yeah, you're saying, no, this guy's taking a pee. Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy says again, uh, this is um, so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And then, and then for the third time, he says it again. Um, and the brother is not getting, and Quincy Jones is not coming off the phone. You see, come on. Mm. come on. And then what Quincy Jones said, Quincy Jones, uh, he uh, eventually Quincy Jones gave him an address to come to in Bel Air. Now, of course, Bel Air is the wealthy section of Los Angeles now, mm. you know, Hollywood. Fresh I mean, do, do, yeah, do, yeah, yeah, French, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, this is a place where um, the a uh, lot of people have servants and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, etc., etc. So they're big homes, you know. <laughs> 
It's, need I say more? Mansions. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he went up there and eventually realized that this was for really met Quincy and met his wife. And then after he met Quincy, he said, Oh, yes, yes. And then Quincy said, I'm going to give you 30 days to um, develop a composition for Michael Jackson's up and coming studio album. That's off the wall. Okay, yeah, yeah. Ooh, mm. okay, okay, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. And uh, the funny thing, at the same time, he was hired by Erwin and Fire Morris White to to, to, to to do the strings on Win um Boogie Wonderland, which Ooh. was a monster. Hit. Okay, yes. He yes, did yes, the strings yes. on it. Okay. He, he, that's, bad, that's Benjamin bad, String. Not bad, not bad. Okay, yeah. cool. So 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 all the people who told him he couldn't do anything he said that i'm gonna show you he was crying about it. he says show you and the brother went from unknown uh, known yeah. in the industry somewhat, yeah, 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 but yeah. unknown to become in demand you know remember those two those two tracks i mean off the wall off the roll is uh the first string most recognized string arrangement in the world in terms of leading okay i mean i need to make sure i listen to that again you know but you, you know you, you got to listen to it again bro. Need, because the thing is boogie land i'll just remember the okay yeah 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 sorry guys you guys hear it's sorry if we just just get into it yeah i remember that because like i said there was a phase where i listened to a lot of live earth wind and fire stuff um and you know as a bass player just picking up the hook but then when you hear them things that i'm focusing on the bass but you can hear these pushes and everyone's doing the pushes and 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 yeah 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 i get it i get it i get it i get it boogie wonderland and that's in the 79 and 1980 these these hits were hitting so you're talking about it in the turns of the late 90s very late 90s going into the 80s this is the cause that he's getting just when i was a little bit of a four i was four years old at the time so um he was that's making right, moves that's right that's right back then yeah be, yeah because um with um with uh off the wall album a uh, matter of fact uh the album initially that produced, i think the off the walls they, they they produced all four he did four singles that was featured on it and all four of those singles as far as i know they've all gone gold or platinum just the singles that benjamin actually did the arrangement on that's incredible <laughs> that's that, that that's incredible. Uh, and then so uh, when you think about off the wall the off the wall album yeah both di- both digitally both digitally mm. and hard copy it sold about 18 to 20 million in total Jeez, and that's what I'm saying, bro. And this is where where top producers do their thing. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, mm-hmm, and they, they bring mm-hmm. together Quincy Jones. You know, um, they bring together the best of the best. You know what I'm saying? To produce, yes, that's and, right. and that's why sometimes people look at producers. And this is something that we need to learn from um, the, in the gospel industry. Sometimes we expect the producer, the uh, executive producer, to be a guy who's going to play an instrument, everything. No, the executive producer brings together and understands how to bring the ingredients in how to how, when things come together he can tell me and says no that's too much ad-libbing let's get so and so and when he goes yes, right yes. we need to get bvs for that section 
you yes, don't yes, need yes. to deliver and I think sometimes our education in, in the music industry when it comes to the UK gospel is I've got to do it all and my and my and my and my 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 um, my, 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 my musician he's going to produce my track no you try, your, your, your musician could come up with the idea and then you're bringing somebody to do the strings you're bringing somebody to play the piano in and this is what we need to stop doing in the UK you know, and when I listen to, to UK products and US products that's where sometimes the US wins every time is because the US brings in specialist in each instrumentation so you hear a difference between somebody who produced a track done by you know we used to part of the band what we do is get the drummer to put the drum sequence in you get the um, you get the piano guy to actually play the piano in properly you get somebody who knows a bit more about second keys to put the second keys in and you get specialists and you can hear the difference to somebody who's doing it by themselves so my encouragement and something to learn from this is the way that Quince likes of Quincy Jones um, um, top guys who got skills themselves Quincy Jones and also you gotta think of Earth Wind and Fire is already banned so why on earth yeah. are they bringing in somebody to come and do the strings they understood they could just groove it themselves but no they said he's the best come in here do your thing and, and you remember you got to remember with Morris White Morris White was a session musician he's the co-founder of Earth Wind and Fire mm. but he was a he was a session musician at Chess so he knew what Benjamin could do oh he was at Chess Records okay yeah, 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 yeah okay okay, okay, okay. And, yes so he knew yeah. he knew about he, him and Charles Stepney and all of them yeah. knew about what this gentleman could do already so that's when, when actually, yeah, actually this go is on, interesting when when benjamin actually came to the studio to actually do the strict to actually conduct the orchestra mm. um, bruce swedeen who used to work and listen to and actually witness benjamin played on sessions said to quincy quincy joan this is going to be a piece of cake mm-hmm yeah quick before before the actual session starts to do the strings he said to quincy quincy benjamin is here benjamin Mm-mm. is here uh this is going to be a piece of cake Mm-mm. that's the sort of that was the level that, that is um, benjamin, prior yeah. prior to coming to to the west coast where benjamin they, these these him and his band was so much if you ever hear it, the, the one-off album that he did it was so cutting edge mm-hmm. I mean it, it, it actually is a collector's item now because mm-hmm. it's, it's total masterpiece it was it was ahead of its time mm-hmm. the album and not only that when Quincy Jones heard the track when he when Benjamin raised the strip raised his bat and, and start Quincy Jones was on the ground rolling around and he said, yeah. what up? He just blew Quincy. And Quincy uh, said, when when Michael said that he didn't want the strings to be the leading, Quincy said, we're leaving it in. That is, <laughs> that is a signature. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Sit down, son. Son, just sit down. Michael, what uh, do you down. know, man? Sit, sit down, boy. Sit down. Yeah, Mr. Tell it. It's going to be thing. on, bro. It's going to be on. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. But let's move forward, bro. Like, yeah, you know, ahead, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So we, we, we've, we've, we've licked off the early 80s. Now, everybody think after doing Michael Jackson, he then did a couple more tracks with Michael Jackson and he just retired. Did he do that, bro? <laughs> Well, no. I mean, uh, it, it just got started because uh, after that explosion, mm. after the explosion with uh, Michael Jackson, 
he went on he this is this is interesting he went on to start to do stuff with um sh- uh, solo records oh yes whispers came out of and he worked on their platinum albums as well and gold albums um the track the night to remember he did the strings and that the strings okay, and all that okay brother. okay okay yes. i'm just checking it out all right now let's check this out man because shalomar you know what's the there's some american groups guys i'm going what on earth are they man you know what i'm saying i'm looking at the kind of big well, bands man well you, the, the thing about you need to understand with benjamin wright mm. um he he um works uh, closely with some of the best legendary string arrangers Mm. In in the music industry, full stop. Come on, he was mentored. He was mm. mentored by Charles Stephanie, a brilliant string arranger, master string arranger. Mm. He was uh, m- mentored by Richard Evans, mm. who taught compos- composition at Berkeley. Remember, the oh, guy Berkeley. taught composition. Jeez, these are guys who mentor him. He's got the best of the best plugging into him, mate. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? And that's what we need what, what to recognise. You know? it's, it's, it's the mentorship, and which is where the breakdown of the, the, the UK, richness, UK, the, the UK gospel <laughs> industry is been this is not as moved on because the 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 the, the baton change, as you would call it. Um, yes, off Kevin all day long, but I'm gonna yeah. use the word baton change. You know what I'm saying? The baton, the the baton. What do you call it? Baton change or baton exchange? What, what do you what do you call it? Is it I've got to... I call it baton change. Baton, baton change. change or yeah. baton exchange. exchange. It depends yeah. on how you yeah. want to phrase, phrase it. it. Yeah, yeah, phrase but it. But it's where it's where you get it is where you actually give a youngster mm. the opportunity. Are you and and as um uh, Bruce Sudin would say, mm. you baptize them, you put them into the fire. <laughs> yeah, oh bro, listen man. <laughs> you, you put them into the fire. Go in, go in there. And then Bring uh, true, the, uh, Quincy Joe and Quincy Joe is stunned upon watch. Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 100%. But but what I want to do is hit up before uh, because the thing is, guys, I, we, got, we, we ain't got much time left. But when I hear that now in the 90s, in my period when I was listening to music now, still, yeah, he was licking out with a number of people. I can't believe. It, you know some of his samples were used with stuff with artists and this is coming to the sampling area so the sampling area now this is so crucial in the 90s like we just sampled but the thing is what were we sampling we were sampling masterpieces you know what I'm saying? Absolutely masterpieces. They said that artists like James Brown that would get his most uh, um, Isley Brothers. You got all these guys and all uh, these. Remember guys. Quincy? Remember say not only Quincy George. They were uh, they were sampling uh, James Mack. Oh, mm-hmm. James Mack. Mac, James Mack is was the guy who taught a lot of the string masters, like Tom Washington and so on, mm. how to do strings. And uh, remember. Benjamin was under the toolage of James Max and so on because they were there all together. These, these guys, James, James Mac, yeah. uh, James Mac, uh, uh, God, I'm so sorry that he passed away, mm. but but he's another one again for us to study because, uh, boy, some of the strings arrangements he did, oh, they, they just and they, they, the, the string arrangements were so brilliant that P Diddy. Mm. Um, and Jay Z, all of them use use, use this master. So this is where this is the, the this is the legacy of where Benjamin came from mm. when he was in Chicago. He was he's, born he's, in Greensville, Mississippi, mm. but he cut his craft 
in Chicago. Yeah, man, yeah, man. But he continued working, bro, with, with groups like Tony Tone. Uh, oh, oh, brother, brother, we talk about if you ever hear what he did with Tony Tony and Shalimar and 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 Whispers <laughs> and the list goes he on. Remember he, he, remember, he, he, remember, he did stuff with. Um, Destiny Charles. Destiny Charles. You know, Tony Braxton. You know Tony what I'm Braxton. Braxton. You know what I mean, saying? I mean, Drew some Hill, of, and all those, hey, yeah. all those tracks, all those albums that he did, they were multi platinum, bro. And you know, they weren't just one, one million f- copies. They weren't just one million copies. They were two, three, four, five million. Listen, bro, one of my favorite groups. It sounds weird, bro. Jamir Choir. He was even working with Jimmy Acquire, bro. <laughs> you that's know what, right, I'm that's what I'm saying? Bro, like, like Jimmy Acquire, you know. Uh, this guy went all over the place. But he did he some went. stuff with gospel as well. He's worked yes. on the, uh, In the Morning. Yes, in yes. the Morning. That's He's featured in that. Also, he's worked going back in time when it comes to gospel. Let's, let's, let's gospelize it a bit. He's worked with the likes of Rance Allen as well. Yes. You know, you know what I'm um, saying? Actually, um, I belong to you. I belong to you. Mm. He did the horns and that. I belong to you. He did the horns and that. Okay, come on, man. And it's, it's, <laughs> look, look, look. This brother. It's, look, 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 look. You work with the people, then, man. You know what I mean? It's worth it. This, this uh, remember, he he worked. He worked um, on the last Temptation Platinum album, which is Phoenix Rising. He mm. did one of the tracks he wrote. Uh, so. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> the, uh, when we're dealing with this gentleman, we, we de- we're doing a summary here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we go, if we go into the technicality and the details and numbers, and hey, he's got his own recording studio. Of course, man. Where he can actually fit in about between twenty-five to thirty band members, orchestra. He has his own Benjamin Orchestra. Even that, bro. Even that. This is a question that I would say to all the successful producers that we do have in the UK. Do you have recording studios that are, that you own? Have you invested in your in yourself so you could have a, your own studio? When the money was nice, did you do that? And a lot there's of them only, say no. Actually, there's there's only one or two people that That's I know personally yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah. have, and a few of them lives in Birmingham. Ah. This is interesting. Our kid, Birmingham, our kid. It, it, yeah, it's something yeah. to, to, something, it, something to it, recognize. Yeah. And the thing is, you don't need to have, you know, I'm actually in a studios now of somebody who owned a house and had its own studios in his house. And I think, and he was in the music industry, not a black guy, but now it's owned by, um, by, 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 by um, a, a black organization um, in the music arts. Uh, but the thing is, this is where we need to be transforming my mindset. That, you know, what is my legacy? What am I leaving? If I get given a million pounds, tomorrow to do affinity extra to do production to support the people tomorrow how do i utilize that money do i utilize that money in my lamborghini or do i utilize that money in terms of developing infrastructure to continue having an engine that actually try, might go past my lifetime and that's where we need to start thinking as music and producers we're looking at so much in our, in our house that we're forgetting about the, the village and the town and all we're becoming is a major castle that will get raided because the poor get poor and they're mashed down your house because they got no food. The Russian Revolution, the French Revolution is because they mistreated the poor folk around them. They just enjoyed the riches and too often uh, we have musical rich people that stay in their castles. 
Yeah, um, the, this is this is the uh, this is the actual challenge that we need to remember, which is fascinating. Uh, think about it. Um, Benjamin has worked with several artists that weren't born yet. Mm-hmm. When he when he when he did when he did off the wall, several artists weren't born yet. You know? Yeah, man. Of course, I weren't born. So if you, uh, like I for instance, born. Do, dollar sign, dollar sign with LA. Mm. He wasn't born yet when 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 when. Uh, and the, f- the fact is that this master string arranger worked with him and took mm-hmm. his rap rap composition to another level. When he hear the strings, when he hear the strings in LA, your skin stand up in the back because it's so, because when when Benjamin does strings, he makes them dance like rhythm. Oh. Bro, it, it just the thing that it just, oh bro, the brother, you know. And you know I what's mean, amazing, bro? Yeah, this this is what this <laughs> is what amazing. He has got a so called non-black instrumentation skills yeah that's why i grew but up forget- actually 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 it's not non-black let's yeah. just correct this brother yeah let's just let's just correct this mm. um it is not non-black because uh a lot of these strings that the europeans invented mm. is the is the influence they had from the great African empires and, and civilizations before, because you don't you don't actually because remember, Alexander Library had every treasure and information that was Egypt, the yeah. knowledge. Yes. To, yes. Yeah. So 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 the rebirth of classical arrangements and so on that during the romantic period Mm. well it's white invention yes Mm. but they had to learn the instrumentation from from other royal courts way back because remember the string arts the bible remember david understand how to use strings Mm. used to use Mm. a harp to to cool down uh, my friend my my mentally distressed Saul. Bishop Saul. He was strings, bro. Solomon, he was Solomon. Arp. No, yes, Saul, yes, Saul, Saul, yes. Sorry, Saul, Saul. Yeah, 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 yeah. Saul, Saul, Saul. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He used those. So these guys were using Solomon. strings long before. Mm. Yeah, we have different in, yeah. inventions yeah, 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 of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But strings was used long before there was a French. French <laughs> Empire or British Empire. Yeah. Please don't, don't, because we're talking about ancient time. We got yeah. the, the, each, you know, as as royal courts travel, as the Magi's travel, and they, mm. you know, and they, they had their bands and so on. Each royal court had their hired instrument instrumentalists. Yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. So that's to me. Mm. I look at history in a different way. Mm. Yes, Europe did a few things, mm. but brother, who, came, who was before? Europe civilization. Ah, ah. Africa. So, so this is why we need to engage and really recognize um, string instrumentation as part of us. It's not nothing that that's been given. It's part. It's part of the Egyptians. It's part of the Chinese. It's part of everybody. Yeah, man. So this thing. Let us stop differentiating things. Yeah. Because the strings is being used by all civilizations way back. And it's your anything, hey, anything that listen, brother. Anything has strings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Rhythm in it. It's a rhythm. <laughs> You know, and guitars, man, that's guy, that's guy. One one thing that is crazy, bro, is that he's worked with from 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 hip hop artists and so on, all the way down to jazz, funk, um, you know, uh, 
uh, all s- sounds and elements yeah but he still brings his thing in with the strings arrangement that like, people would think that oh you only can do certain style when he's you know when you're a drummer you're a hip-hop drummer oh he's a this but but this guy brought his a game to whatever where his soul uh, did it. when somebody when somebody asks him uh what do you play did you play any favorite genre he says i play all genres i i can Come fit in now. all genres i love it i love it that's uh, swagger. Listen, that's swagger. Hey, listen that's to swagger. him i can fit in all genres Come and on. matter of fact matter of fact listen to this um he's the only he's one of the few string arrangers mm. and classically orchestra trained that has worked at the Nobel Peace Prize on two consecutive occasions where he conducts the the choir the orchestra wow wow on two consecutive no, so this brother, is this is how Benjamin this is how they regarding yes. right junior this is how they regarding he's the elite of string arrangers he is the elite he's part of the top 10 and he's worked with such a crazy so guys. I mean, the, the list, the list, the list drives you. I mean, uh, when I thought, I, th- I thought I did have an understanding who he worked with, and then it became infinite. I said, he worked with who? <laughs> with yeah. who? With who? With who? Amazing. Give me dude, a break, guys. bro. Amazing, Give me a break. Amazing, dude, dude, guys. And, and, and all the, on top of that, remember, each time he worked with nearly all the major black labels at the same time mm, never of, the day, of, of the day of the day almost all the major black labels of the day never forgetting right. people end, end of story, right. listen guys listen you had a great um show listen guys you know uh benjamin wright you know listen guys if you guys do check out the description details if you're watching this on youtube or, or any other thing because all the details are in there where we got kevin tomlin's book where he books that he has on amazon you know um out there also you know guys uh we'll be doing more videos and more things but so do follow you go into the youtube you'll find in a in my, in my playlist when it comes to black music history um on infinity extra there we go through different black we're going through different uh black musicians and you know why we do this guys we're here to inspire you we're here to make you feel better of yourself you make you look in your mirror and says we brought something to this world i grew up thinking that we been we've been developed nobody developed us yeah we brought something to the table if anything we we put the we put the first fruits on the table yeah and we have to understand it so we can stand up and look ourselves in the mirror and stop being ashamed of who we are and what we bring to the table and stop being told what is the sound of oh my guys we, we got some things coming into anyway so yeah which which, which will spark some toys and my, myself and kevin's part of gmia and we were bringing up a, a, a podcast to affinity extra which will be looking at more industry elements in there still yet and how we can move forward uh, from an insider's perspective um gospel music in the uk so you hear us celebrating um black music in this in a, in a gospel and secular viewpoint but also we're looking at we're going to be looking at it from a specifically uk gospel industry um perspective so watch out for that space in 2022 Kevin, thanks again. We get kicking off 2022 with a bang, and we just kicked off with Benjamin Wright. We've done over 20 videos so far, so guys, look forward for another 20, 30 videos in 2022. God sparing life, man. 20, yeah, man. Brother, did you say we did 20? 20, brother. We done over 20, man. Yeah, I'm saying. Wow, what an achievement! And by the way, Mm. just to say this, that uh, with Benjamin Wright Jr. Benjamin Wright Jr. is a devoted Christian. Oh, wait, are we? Come on, he's now, a devoted Christian, mm. and another thing too. Every time he's going into the studio to do an arrangement, mm. he asks the Holy Spirit to guide him. He asks the Holy Spirit to guide him. 
to order his steps and give him the right the right connotation the right uh, charting and so on and arrangement necessary to, to make it become reality that's the brother we're dealing with he's a devoted christian serious brother and he's he, he depends upon the holy spirit to guide him that's and i hand it and i hand it on that now listen that's beautiful bro. that's beautiful listen guys nothing but love this is roger and kevin tommy on affinity extra we're here to celebrate gospel music of black origin and this is how we do it celebrating the history of our people man god bless you peace and love bless blessing hey this is your bishop this is your bishop from rock solid thank you so much for watching us on youtube thank you so much for clicking and subscribing and also sending these videos these videos to other people as well we are so hungry to get your support so remember check us out on uh, our website and also check us out on insta and wherever you want to find us on spotify you can play us all day as well and just make sure that you are supporting this channel that we are developing uh, our agenda towards music of black origin and that is gospel music music with a message so please 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 walk with us on this journey bye now yeah this is roger here just close off the show we've gone over a little bit still you know what i mean but i'm gonna play this track run it up to close off man for your interviews got loads of interviews coming up guys hope you guys are ready for this on the edge show we're gonna edge it up just check out a youtube channel we'll be pushing a lot of stuff from there anyway still yeah nothing but love people yeah i'm still independent they sold a million records yeah it used to be on my checklist big diamonds don't need a necklace i cannot build without god in it we both decide you can't copy this i never brag it's just confidence i never rap for your compliments i wrote this one for the indie grind if you ain't sign on the dotted line can't buy my soul with no dollar signs the industry so full of chocolate dice I don't follow trends Say that with my chest No, I will not bend I don't follow trends Say that with my chest I will not bend Run it up, run it up 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 Run it up, run it up, run it up You gotta put in that work, dog. I put the kingdom first I know that you gotta wait for your turn Sometimes to build something really sustainable Work on your catalog So the day that you finally pop off You'll see it's not just a once off You put in time, the harvest is ready, it's ripe I thank God for the payment That's a solid foundation When I finally make it I give God all the praises G.O.D. who conquered evil forces I don't trust in chariots or fortresses Yeah, what about faith? I don't follow trends Say that with my chest No, I will not bend I don't follow trends Say that with my chest I will not bend Run it up Run it up Run it up 